Hey, hey, everyone. This is the Charisma Quotient. I'm your host, Kim Seltzer, a dating and makeover expert, where I will help you build confidence, make connections, and find love from the outside in. Hey, I have got a quick question for you before we get too far into this episode. Do you think flirting is like totally weird, awkward? You feel just totally dumb when you're doing it. When you think of flirting, is the whole thing just making you cringe? Well, I have something to share with you. From September 28th to October 2nd, I am going to be hosting my first free five-day challenge. It's called the Flirt Accelerator. And I want you to consider this your personal invite. This is This is going to be really fun. It's free when you sign up and join me for this go around. It's made to really kick you in the butt. That's why it's called the accelerator. And you're going to learn how to ramp up your sex appeal and feminine flair. And I know what you're thinking, Kim, I'm just too shy. I don't know how to do it. I don't want to look like one of those hopeless women who just flirts with anybody. But don't worry. I have got you. I'm going to teach you how to bring out your best most authentic and sexy self while also not looking desperate. So check it out in the show notes, sign up for free, and I will see you September 28th for our first lesson together. Can't wait. Are you feeling like all first dates are kind of boring and superficial? I mean, what if you had more control over dates and actually created amazing dates filled with chemistry and desire to see your date again? And whether you're a man, you're a woman, first encounters should be fun. It should be playful. It should be exciting. But That's not always the case. In fact, most people I talk to, they say it's so boring. (laughs) They don't want to do it again. And especially during this pandemic, right? I mean, people are stressed out. They're burnt out. They're sick of the whole virtual dating and vetting for that perfect partner. And on top of that, you may be so self-conscious or in your head all the time, even before this pandemic hit, that you lose the connection that is right in front of you. So what happens is that your dates end up feeling stale, robotic, disingenuous, right? Sound familiar? It's like you are literally swiping right or left or numbing out when you're going on dates. So I just uh, started working with a client who completely fed, she just was fed up with this whole dating process. And she claimed that every date she was completely bored you know, not feeling any attraction when she was talking to these guys. And, you know, when I was probing her a little bit more, she admitted that her negativity was definitely leaking. It was leaking in her body language, the way she was communicating. And she had this string of bad relationships on top of that. So here's the thing, an effort for her to protect herself from getting hurt again, she kept things at this superficial level, which in essence created the boring interaction, right? So she was like caught in a loop. And then she realized that she wasn't exuding her femininity and she feared showing men her sexy side. So she felt herself sliding into the friend zone every time she would talk. And now she chalked it up to boring conversations, but she came to realize after speaking with her that it really had to do with her. 
And so I was thrilled. She signed up to start my special Love Academy Queen program, and I am going to definitely help her rock out her sexy confidence and learn how to attract authentic connections and be more in her body. So as most of you know, I work with both men and women on this stuff, but I thought it would be super fun to bring on another dating coach. He's amazing. He specializes in working with men and do a fun segment on how to give a great first date, both from a male and female perspective. He is the leading expert in transforming the lives of men and empowering them to create authentic relationships. Check this out. Over the past 10 years... He has personally coached men all over the world in 40 different countries. I can't wait to talk to him about this, including US, Australia, Germany, Czech Republic, Denmark, Japan, China, Hong Kong, India, Qatar, Dubai, and the, I mean, the list goes on and on. And he is the president and CEO of his company, The Attractive Man. So check it out. The legendary dating company for men based on his groundbreaking understanding of women and psychology. We're definitely going to have a juicy conversation because we come from similar frameworks. Matt Artisan, are you there? I'm here, Kimmy. Thanks so much for having me. Excited to be on. I know. We're going to have an authentic, awesome, attractive conversation. I just feel it. Yes, we are. (laughs) Let's dive in. I would love to hear actually how you got, I mean, most people know my story and how I got into the dating coaching world, but how did you get into it? Like most people who got into this field, I was really, really bad with women way, way back in the day. And I mean, this is like before there was really any, there was definitely no YouTube back then. And there was very little literature on the subject, but I would go to, I would, I would, my friend and I, we would, after school, after high school, we would go to the mall and try to talk to girls and we would never talk to anybody. We'd just wander around hoping it would just magically happen. And so then we'd wander into Borders bookstore and end up buying books on how to talk to girls. And that worked okay, but I I needed something more. So I actually started a band um, after high school and I moved to LA and did the whole band thing for a while like six something years. And that definitely worked. It helped me meet women because I was pretty confident in that environment when I played a show and they would approach me. I didn't even have to do it. Oh my God. There's nothing like a musician. I mean, that just melts women's hearts. And you know, full disclosure, all my boyfriends have been new musicians after my divorce. So there was something to that. That's exactly why I did it. Right. But right. then when my band broke up, I was like, okay, now what? I don't, I don't even know how to approach women. Why would they even mm-hmm. like me anymore? I felt like my identity was gone, which was in a sense. And I just hit rock bottom. Like I had no idea how to meet women. I, would just, I started going to bars and getting drunk and that didn't work very well. So finally I stumbled into like the whole world of pickup artists And I started studying that and taking workshops and boot camps with anybody that I could find in or near LA. And I became a trainer pretty quickly for a local company in Los Angeles, but I realized that it wasn't very authentic. Like I was memorizing all these things, all these lines and routines, and they would work to some degree. And I think the lines and routines gave me some confidence because the guru would say, hey, say this, do this, it'll work. So I'm like, oh, well, I guess it'll work. 
So I felt pretty confident about it. Yeah. Yeah. And I got some results, but as I was coaching guys, I realized a lot of other guys weren't getting results and were really struggling memorizing the lines. And so I just kind of took a step back and started studying what naturals do guys that don't study dating advice or pickup artist advice and just kind of came up with a whole system that just works better than memorizing lines and routines. It's really about working on yourself, your inner game, as they say, your mindset, mentality, beliefs, and your identity. And then the, you know, what to do and what to say, but without memorizing anything, just having a little bit of a game plan, whether you're going to go talk to somebody at the bus stop or in the grocery store, or, you know, a little bit of a game plan when you're on a date even, but not memorizing. (laughs) Not the lines. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. I don't know if you know this, but I was introduced into the pickup world as well. And I actually spoke at one of the pickup artists summit. So it was huge here in LA. I was like the only woman. Okay. And which one was it? I probably was a speaker. Oh my God. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe you, Oh my God. We probably like saw each other there. I don't even, to, to be honest, I don't even remember what it was called. I just know it was huge. And I felt like a fish out of water because here I am a therapist and my whole thing is authenticity and working on yourself to attract love. And I'm also an image consultant, right? So I'm talking to them about their style and all that kind of thing. And yeah, I felt the same thing as you. I'm like, these guys are just learning lines. And, you know, from a woman's point of view, we can smell that a mile away, right? But mm-hmm. to your point, like when you're not feeling confident, and by the way, women ask me all the time for lines too. I don't know if you know that, but that is like, that's something when you're not feeling confident, having a script is something that's almost like a crutch, you know, because if you don't know what to say or how to be, having those lines somehow feel like a security blanket, but in the end, it doesn't, you know, really connect those authentic, you know, expressions, you know, in between those conversations. So yeah, I love that you're doing this. It's kind of like putting a bandaid over the real problem. Totally. Totally. Like going in and fixing it. Yeah, no, exactly. So yeah, no, I love it. And then I, I am dying to hear of what you have been finding all over the world when it comes to like the different countries and in the ways that you're teaching. Like, are there some similarities and differences? There are definitely similarities and differences. Like if you take two extremes, let's say India or Qatar, where I've taught uh, several boot camps versus like Sweden or the US or somewhere, you know, very first world. There are definitely differences, but they're not as extreme as one would think. Like we Mm. teach almost the same concepts in either scenario, just adding a little bit of nuances that are very subtle just to make it, you know, make the women feel more at ease in the first initial few seconds of the interaction. Because a lot of our workshops are like, how to actually walk up to a complete stranger in a non-dating environment, like a bookstore, walking down the street or at the mall, and potentially turning that into a date, sometimes even right then and there. We actually had guys in India go on instant dates <laughs> right then and yeah. there the mall. 
Yeah. And they're not taught that. Like that was probably so different for them. No, it's like the opposite of what they're taught. Yeah. They get mad. Never talk to women. You will be arranged. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Oh my God. That's, that's awesome. I, um, I remember I was brought over to Shanghai by a client. It's a woman client because she wanted me to understand the culture and see the differences. And it was fascinating to me because, you know, the rules, even with body language, were different over there. Obviously, like making eye contact is not polite. And here we are, like, you know, teaching how to connect with our eyes and this part of attraction and, you know, all that nonverbal communication. So it, it I think it's really super important to take the cultural nuances into account when it comes to relationships and dating. So it's great that you're doing that and teaching it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I love to travel. That's why that was <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> That's a bonus. Yeah, yeah, no, totally. Well, I would like, you know, first I want to hear from your standpoint, because obviously like I teach men as well, but more on one-on-one -on -one, um, and you do these amazing boot camps. What are some tips that you kind of teach men in ways of approach and how to like, at least create an authentic connection from the get-go? Yeah, I know you mentioned like, we're going to talk about first dates. And I yeah. think the connection happens before the date. It does. On how you met. If you met on Tinder or Bumble or online, it's, and, and you know, you didn't even have a conversation, then it can be a little awkward when you meet somebody for the first time and you just expect there to be a connection or romance. So we help guys with their online dating, but most guys that come to us, they want to learn how to meet women in real life. Like I said, you know, in everyday situations at a coffee shop, for example, and that's really where that spark happens. And, you know, sometimes it doesn't happen, of course, more, you know, oftentimes it doesn't happen. Right. But when it does, it's like something almost out of a movie that you would see, you know, the guy walks up to the girl, maybe he's even a little nervous but he asks her out and she says, yes, you know, and it's just, it's a, it's a much more, not only romantic way of meeting somebody, but also more, I think authentic because you're actually meeting the real person versus just looking at their best five pictures that they've ever taken in their entire life. And the bio that they, you know, stole from some ebook on online dating that has nothing to do with them. Right, and, right. You know, using text out of maybe my turn around through text guide, which could have been all copied and paste, which is not a good idea, by the way. Even though yeah. we have resources. Oh, I back that up. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's not good to only do copy and paste. Um, in fact, a guy literally yesterday on our Facebook group, uh, it's called Total 10 Men, put a message saying, hey, I've been dating this girl for a while, for three weeks, and it's been going great. And I send a text from turn her on through text, which is like something like, how's my third favorite brat doing, which is a text designed, you know, it's not even a great text, but it's a, it's a text designed for like, if the girl's not being responsive and you're just kind of like teasing her and it's definitely for American culture or first world culture. And he said it to a girl in Colombia in Spanish and even changed like the words around and it just, it just completely bombed and he got he got blocked after three uh, months. Yeah. She didn't even give him another chance after that. So you got to be careful with all that stuff. Yeah. You hear something cheeky or you read something out of a guide um, like that, use it. It could be fun and playful, but it shouldn't all be 
just copy and paste. There needs to be some real true personality in there so she can actually feel who you are. Yeah, no, that's really good advice. And I'm so with you. That's why I love this conversation because I, I, I believe that when you get out of your head and you really learn how to connect with people, it's so powerful. You know, it, it, it really does make a difference in starting the relationship as well. Because if you're starting in an unauthentic way, a lot of times it ends up being like a lopsided situation, you know, down the line. Yeah, she can feel when you're totally in your head, yeah, you're analyzing, you know, what to say next. You're not really hearing her. Mm, you know, oh yeah. <laughs> kind of trying to re- either remember lines or remember what to do, or you're just completely nervous. And being nervous is okay. You can still be attractive and nervous. Uh, but when you get out of your head, you're typically a lot less nervous because you're just there in your body, in the moment, just two people having a fun conversation. Yeah. So, I mean, I know what I do, but I, I was curious what you do in ways of helping guys get out of their head. Cause I, I do believe that that's something they complain about a lot. You know, they'll, they're scared of rejection. They'll hesitate. They'll be kind of like that creepy guy lurking in the corner, just waiting, you know, to prance on the woman. And it's not that they're being creepy, but they're, they're scared. Right. And so they, they hesitate. How do you help men get over that hump? There's a few ways. One is just getting them really connected with their bodies through exercises, breathing exercises, just feeling their body, feeling their feet on the ground and just like training them to get grounded quickly, get like back into the present moment uh, before, because before they approach, you know, they start analyzing it. They start thinking like, oh, exactly. is she with that guy? Or, you know, what if she rejects me in front of all these people? And they start analyzing. So instead just get in your body, take action right away. You know, if you're scared, you're nervous, we, we tell them just do what we call a no pressure approach. Just ask her for directions. And then at least now you're talking to her and she, you know, you didn't chicken out. And then, you know, she'll probably seem like she has a good vibe and she'll say, Oh yeah, it's over there. And then you can keep it going. You're saying something, you know, like maybe actually I'm not even looking for that. I just thought you're really pretty. I just wanted to meet you. Aw. Like, <laughs> yeah. I would say hello. <laughs> yeah. It takes the pressure off. Yeah. It um, does. So that's part of it. And of course, practice. We bring in models for them to role play with. Oh so my they can gosh. Feel comfortable. Because there's a lot of tension in that situation. Yes. When you're talking to a complete stranger, whether it's on a date and it was like a blind date or an online date, or you're approaching someone, there's just tension in that situation. And when you can just be comfortable in that tension and actually have fun in the tension and just, you know, play around with it, then that's where the magic happens. Okay. You know, I where, love, where can I just interrupt and say that I love that you bring in models as a ways of, you know, practicing with people because I would love, you know, we have a lot of women listeners and mm-hmm. I would love for you to share with them and also with the guys listening, like, what is it about when a woman is really pretty that trips guys up? Like, you know, what goes on? Like why the models, right? Yeah. I mean, it definitely gets our attention and it makes us go meet you. But at the same time, the average guy then gets very nervous because she's so pretty. And, you know, that could trigger a lot of limiting beliefs. Like I'm not good enough. someone like her 
or, you know, I've never had experience approaching a woman like that. So just a few things. I mean, it's just that standing there in the tension and having the interaction with my feedback or one of our trainers feedback or the models feedback, they give great feedback, um, really helps. Also just hearing from the models, the, the women that we bring in, that it's okay, that they want to be approached, that it just doesn't happen nearly as much as guys think, at least not in a nice way, like a charming way. It's usually a cat call or just like staring at them. Right. Coming up and just saying, Hey, I just wanted to meet you. Being real, being authentic. Like you're saying, yeah, Yeah. (laughs) we like that. A lot of people, we put on like these layers of our personality, even if we didn't learn lines or pick up, but we just put on a mask oftentimes. I just had a client at the New York boot camp and he's really successful, probably the most successful client I have monetarily speaking. And, but he still goes up like, hi, I just wanted to meet you. You're so pretty. Hi, what's your name? And like makes him small and super nice. I'm like, oh, (laughs) you just completely changed from this cool, chill dude to like, Mr. Pleaser, what happened? Like, we got to work through that. Yeah. Well, I love this too. And I'm just going to come from the woman's point of view because, you know, when it comes to approachability, I think both sexes have responsibility. I don't believe it's all the guys, you know, and because, and it's funny because men will say, well, what do you ladies have to worry about? We have to approach you. But I, my pushback is, but if, if we're not approachable, then we're never going to be approached. Right. And so all those things that you're talking about that goes on with men go on with women too. Like we get in our heads a lot. We compare ourselves to others. We have the resting bitch faces on so that we're not approached. Right. And, and what we are signaling to the men might say, don't come near me, even though we're nervous. Right. And so what happens is that we're at a stalemate. You know, we can't even get to the first date because, we both think that like the man should be more alpha and that the woman should make it easier. And so no one's meeting anybody. Right. And so it's really, I I think super important what we're talking about. Okay. Now let's move over to the actual date. So that's approach. Let's say that we get to the date. Now, what are the, some things that you teach men to do? First of all, for guys, make sure you have a plan. Oh, yes, please. Where you're going to go the date you know well i mean it starts with just even setting up the day like hey where do you want to go i'll take you anywhere you pick no don't do that just invite her to somewhere that you enjoy i mean you can ask her like if you're going to take her to like sushi or something you might want to ask her if she has a fish allergy you know if she likes that because some people would vomit if they eat (laughs) sushi but so she can definitely you can uh you know include her in making the plans, but don't put all the pressure on her, like to set everything up, like women, like a man with a plan. And then throughout the date, same thing. Like I always say like, go to a few places because if you have one interaction, that's two or three hours in one restaurant, then you have really just one memory, one environment. Mm. And that, that environment has one particular vibe or feel or energy. But if you take her to a few different places, then you guys feel a way deeper connection because you've done things together. You have different memories now, like each spot, even going from one spot to the other spot is a memory 
whether it's walking or driving together or whatever. So go to a few different places, like plan it out where you're going to start, where you're going to go next, oh my third God. place. Yes, please. <laughs> if you don't know, I one time, I was in San Diego. I just moved there. I didn't know the area at all. And I picked up this girl for a date and it was raining outside. And I had this fantasy in my head for whatever reason that, oh, she's probably just going to invite me up to watch a movie because it's raining. But no, she jumped into my car and said, okay, where are we going? And I was like, uh, uh. Oh. <laughs> but I just owned it. I was like, you know, I'm new in the city. I didn't do any research. So let's just drive in this direction. We'll find something cool. And she goes, oh. Ooh, I like that. And then okay. she started giving me, she, you know, we got to like an yeah. intersection. She's like, well, this way is Dave and Buster's and that way is downtown. And I was like, Oh, I like Dave and Buster's. I haven't been there in a while. Let's go there. And so we went there. So even though I didn't have a plan, I still took charge. Okay, pause for a second because this is super important and I want women to hear this too, is that a man with a plan is fantastic and if you are a woman listening to this, let the man drive. Like Matt drove, right? Like let him be in the driver's seat. And because I, you know, so on the other side, you know, from a woman's point of view, sometimes they don't allow the man to plan. You know, they're busy jumping and being the boss lady. They're jumping and making plans. They're figuring out when to meet. And then they jump in the driver's seat and take off, right? And so as a woman, our job is to allow the man to give to us so that we can receive. So don't be mad at the man who's not giving to you if you're not allowing it. So see, both sexes have responsibility here. So that's great. Okay. And then, so we, we got a plan. Now we're on a date. Any other things that you want to, you know, kind of give tips for the guys to do? As far as the conversation, you know, yeah. in the beginning, it might be kind of surfacey, like, Hey, how was your day? You know, things like that kind of chit chat, small talk, but of course dive deeper into what do you really want to know about her? Like, like find out who she really is like what is she all about what are her passions what does she love to do what makes her happy what are things that she's done that she's really proud of in her life like you know have even a few questions like that prepared um because really the idea of the date and i think a lot of people get this wrong in my opinion is two things is to get to know each other to see if there's a fit and most people get that they realize that's the point of the date uh, but but even then sometimes they don't ask the right questions to find out are we a good fit for at least going on a second or third date and if you're not that's totally fine right if, if either person has a deal breaker for the other person that's totally fine like nothing wrong with that maybe you could be friends and date the other person's friends <laughs> right. um, but also have fun a lot of people just forget to have fun and it becomes an interview and it becomes boring. And that kind of goes- a session, yeah. Yeah, an interrogation, yeah. like the light on them. And, yeah, where were you, you the know, night of, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's no fun. So that kind of goes back to what I said earlier, when you go from venue to venue, like pick places that are fun, but also pick places where you can get to know each other. Like a club can be fun for certain people, but you can't really get to know each other. A movie could be fun, but you can't get to know each other. Dinner, you can get to know each other, but it's not all that fun. So that's why I usually recommend for a first date, don't go on a, a dinner date, even though people still always do it. I sometimes do it too, but I usually go somewhere quick, like, oh, yeah. let's grab a quick bite. 
you know, like 20 minutes, I'll go to like a nice food court, not like a, you know, cheap McDonald's kind of food court in a mall, but somewhere like it's a little more high end, but it's still fast and go somewhere like that to start off with sometimes just because, you know, I like to eat. So might as well yeah. kill two birds with one stone, but then it's like, okay, then we go somewhere else and uh, yeah, yeah. Have, a, have fun and get to know each other. If you can accomplish those two things, then it was a successful date. Yeah. And and it's so important what you're saying is to really like not worry about checking off your list and, and interviewing the person to see if they're boyfriend or girlfriend material. I think that's a mistake that a lot of people make. And in ways of conversation, I just want to shed some light on the female perspective is that, you know, I get a lot of pushback from women. It's like, well, he didn't ask anything about me. You know, like you're, you're talking about how a guy should be interested in the woman and, you know, on the flip side, there's a lot of women who don't offer much. It's like, well, like how much were you offering in the conversation? How much were you sharing about yourself? You know, a lot of times guys get nervous and they just start talking, <laughs> you know, they forget to ask you. So the more you contribute to that conversation, I think it also allows the guy to feel more relaxed and at ease and have the conversation flow. So I, again, that's the responsibility of the woman. And, you know, I agree with you about it being kind of short and quick and this is going to relate to the next topic and we'll end with this one and that is flirting. You know, if you have if you have your first date be this like 3 to 4 hour excursion, you're not leaving any other room for, you know, the build up, right? And it should be quick and fun and conversational and ooh, I want more. Right? So I would love for you from a guy's perspective how you teach, you know, how to increase sexual escalation and flirting so that you get out of the friend zone. Definitely. Yeah. There's really two types of dates. You can go on those short dates or long dates. It kind of depends on, I mean, your life, how much time you have and how much fun you're having with that person too. But definitely like you want to leave on a high note that, you know, she wants more, you want, he wants more. And there has to, it it can't just be conversation. It can't just be like asking, Hey, where do you, you know, where are you from? What do you do for work? And those kind of questions, there needs to be that flirting. And that comes from a few things. Some, it could be like, you know, verbal things, like just kind of playfully teasing. It could be the way you look at her, but a lot of guys forget touching and it doesn't have to be, you know, a big deal. It's just like, subtle what I usually do like when I meet somebody for a date is just I put my arm out okay cool let's go we're gonna go this way to this place and then we'll go arm in arm and now right away you're walking you're you're touching each other but it's comfortable for most people because it's you know it's just your arms you're not holding hands right away that that might be too intimate too soon but it's also the way you know it's like it's how couples walk so it's like hey we're together And it's even little things like when you're sitting down, how you're positioned. If you're facing each other and there's a table in between you, it's harder to to touch. Yes. And it feels more like an interview. But if you're sitting on the corner, you know, your legs could be touching, like your knees could be touching Mm -hmm. each other the whole time or part of the time. And it's just very easy to notice something about her. Oh, I really like your rings. And you just touch your hand as you observe her rings. And that just creates a better connection. It creates a more flirty vibe because if it just feels too platonic, there's no touching, 
the conversation is just really safe and surface level. Um, you know, you're not talking about anything that's a little bit intimate or, or risque. Um, and, and, you know, the body language, you know, you're not, you're not giving her like strong eye contact, not the whole time. That could be a little intense, but at certain moments where you're kind of just like looking at her with a little bit of intensity and maybe looking at her lips, she's like, Ooh, he's thinking about kissing me. Like you gotta have some of that sexual tension in the date. If there isn't any of that, then you're probably not going to get a second date. A hundred percent. And all those things I think apply to women as well. And there's so many times that women don't give the signals that they're interested because they're scared to. And so again, like, and I love you, men, you're great. And you're very simple. Like, but sometimes you have to, you know, send the smoke signals out like a lot so that you know that we're interested and women think that they're sending signals out and they're not. So I've been doing a lot of like flirt workshops lately for women. And also, you know, I have a flirt challenge coming up too, just because so many women, are, they hold back and that could be their body language, just the way they're communicating. It can be the way that they're dressing, you know, and that's a big one as well. Like even with men, like, how are you all showing up for your date, you know? And now that we're having a lot more Zoom dates and video dates, being mindful of how you can still be fun and flirty and fashionable, even on a Zoom date, super important. Definitely. Yeah. So remember anyway. the details, the details do count. Yes, they do. Even though, you know, a lot of times people think it's superficial or, oh, I don't want to have to worry about that. But then, you know, if you think about it differently, if there was just these small shifts that you could do that would make a huge difference in the way that you are being seen and attracted yeah. to, why wouldn't you do it? You know, first it's a, impressions. Are important. My dad showed up on his first date with his current wife wearing, I believe it was Crocs and shorts with like <laughs> a extra large, and he's not that big, extra large t-shirt tucked in. Like he just, he looked really sloppy and she almost turned around and was like, nope. But she reluctantly gave him a chance and now they're married. But I mean, she almost like didn't, didn't give him a chance just because of the way he was dressed. Completely you know, really nice. She showed up like ready for a date and he looked like he put zero effort in. So it does make a difference for sure. It also makes a difference how you feel. Totally. And I think that effort thing is really important. What you said, you know, because that it's like, you know, show up like you are showing people that you matter. You know, it's like that you care when you put effort into something, it shows the other person that you care and you're putting intention into the date, how you feel in your body, your sexuality, all of it. So it's all really important. Well, obviously we're speaking the same language, man. This is awesome. Where can people find you? And is there anything you want to share with the audience? Yeah, you can go to the attractiveman.com and it has all of our uh, workshop schedule on there as well as a free breakthrough session where guys can hop on a call and we can kind of go over all their challenges, all their sticking points, why they're not getting the results they want. A lot of it has to do with their mentality and what's going on on the inside, their insecurities, baggage that they have, and just, you know, emotions that are just holding them back. They all think it's, oh, I need to know what to do and what to say. And that's a little piece of the pie, but usually it's much deeper than that. So they can... Uh, hop on a call with us at theattractiveman.com. And of course, we have a YouTube channel, The Attractive Man, 
Um, we have over 800,000 subscribers. So definitely check that out. We're all, always putting out good content there. And then I also have my Instagram, Matt Artisan, A-R-T-I-S-A-N. And I do reply to all messages. That's so awesome. Shoot me a message. Yeah, definitely check him out. And I think what's so awesome what you offer is the whole social aspect of it, you know, having boot camps with, with guys. I, I used to do that two years ago and, you know, not many men have the opportunity to be with other men, you know, women, we have a lot of groups going on and, and that was so beautiful for me to see when men would get together and share some of these things, because, you know, at the end of the day, we all have the same fears. We all have the same insecurities. And when you don't feel so alone in the world, it makes a big difference. So thank you for what you're doing and coming on. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Great. And thanks for joining me today. This has been the Charisma Quotient. I'm your host, of course, Kimmy Seltzer. <clears throat> and remember, you can build confidence, make connections, and find love from the outside in. And make sure you go to my site, KimmySeltzer.com. And if you keep asking yourself why you are still single and feeling powerless about your love life, there are three things you can do to empower yourself. And ladies... I have something similar for you. Obviously, there's my free breakthrough calls that I always offer. I have my free Facebook group that you can get motivated and inspired by other women working on your love life. And of course, I have that exclusive podcast audio course, This May Be Why You Suck at Dating, where I help you learn to get out of your head and into his bed. And this course can be listened to just like this podcast. So it's super easy. You can access it right here. So if you ever thought, I wish I knew what I was doing wrong after after failed dating experiences, check it out. And hop on the phone with me. We'll map out a love plan so you can give a great first date. Remember, it all starts with you and working on yourself is working on your love life. See you soon. 